Hi, everyone, and welcome to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, and you've come to the right place, today we have a very interesting show. We have a very special guest, Hal Hill, who is the president of the Franchise Opportunity, Badass Coffee. And that's coming up in segment two of Franchise Interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. So stick around, because we've got a great show. I could see the city light. Unlock your earning potential with a business to call your own with the Papa Lock Franchise Opportunity. Founded in 1991 by former law enforcement officers in Lafayette, Louisiana, Papa Lock is recognized as the leading locksmith franchise in the world, with 3,600 trained techs and licensed locksmiths serving a total population of more than 150 million in over 3,400 cities. Papa Lock provides multiple revenue streams to franchisees, such as locksmithing and car door unlocking, high-tech key generation, emergency roadside assistance, and emergency car door unlocking. If you would like to examine the Papa Lock franchise opportunity in more detail, please go to our website, www.papalock.com. That's www.papalock.com. Or call 337-233-6211. That number again is 337-233-6211. Lock up your future today with Papa Lock. Take control of your destiny and increase your quality of life with Allegra Print and Imaging. This light manufacturing, professional business-to-business franchise offers two unique opportunities to entrepreneurs with little or no industry experience. Our conversion opportunity is an existing business model that provides immediate cash flow, experienced staff, and an established customer base, while the low-investment digital print center opportunity meets the growing digital printing, sign, and mailing service demands of businesses in small and medium markets. Realize your dream of owning your own business with the comprehensive support of one of the world's top franchisers. Call 888-258-2730 or visit www.allegranetwork.com and discover the power in the network. Hello, Service Brands International. I got a problem. The more time I spend pursuing success, the less time I have to enjoy it. What am I going to do? Don't worry, you made the right call. Service Brands International, a leading multi-brand franchiser, offers a variety of proven home services franchises that are ideally positioned for today's time-starved consumers and are exceptionally efficient to operate, giving you the time to run your business and time to enjoy your success. There's Molly Maid, a residential cleaning franchise. Mr. Handyman, the franchise solution for residential and commercial fix-it problems. 1-800-DRY-CLEAN, the affordable franchise opportunity offering quality dry cleaning with the convenience of free pickup and delivery. And ducts. That's D-U-C-T-Z, meeting the need for improved indoor air quality. For more information on how a Service Brands franchise can provide a life worth living, visit ServiceBrands.com. That's ServiceBrands.com. 
Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Tommy and Gina, who never back down. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And today's show is being brought to you by the Aaron Sales and Lease Ownership Franchise Opportunity. And Aaron's is a New York Stock Exchange listed company and ranked number 58 among franchise chains in worldwide sales. Aaron's is reinventing the way a growing and underserved market acquires furniture, electronics, appliances, and computers. Now's a great time to join the Aaron's franchise family. And Don, welcome back on this Thursday, May 17th of 2007. How's your day and week going, my friend? Yeah, it's going great, Marty. Good, well, good. I'm you know excited about today's show having Harold Hill on, who I know. It's Absolutely, great coffee. Uh, Incredible. Concept, and yeah, we hear all about that. That should be uh, very fun. Great story too, Don. You know, so I'm looking forward to having Harold on the show. Um, last week we got to meet with uh, Todd Evans of the Franchise Opportunity Aaron Sales and Lease, and uh, thought that was a very informative and fantastic show. What were your thoughts on last week? Yeah, definitely good interview. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, very impressed by the franchise. I got, I mean, really unbelievable numbers and profit margins for their franchisees. And it was interesting. He said how. Um, uh, how many CPAs and money people invest in the franchise? I guess they're always looking over uh, <laughs> the, the investment, on. yeah, for their clients, and and a lot right. of them end up, uh, you know, uh, investing in the franchise themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think so, he threw in bankers in there too, Don. I think uh, um, Todd was saying that he has a lot of bankers, you know, coming in as uh, franchisees as well. You know, just people from you know corporate America and restaurants and uh, right. And I think that has to do with um, their earnings claim. You know, they actually put their earnings claim in the UFOC, which, you know, not many franchises do. I think maybe it's about 25% of all franchises put the right. earnings claim information in there. And I think when you review that, especially when an accountant sees it, they say, whoa, this sounds like this is something right. Hey, you they know. They start looking into it themselves. But Todd was very good at explaining everything. He really people was. People listening really were able to get a... Uh, real complete picture of what Aaron's is all about, and their history and everything. Was, uh, I agree, yeah. I mean, I was always, I think you were familiar with them, you know, before we actually did the interview as well, Don, but I, I tell you, after the show, I think when, you know, you and I spoke, uh, you know, we were both very impressed with their system. Right, yeah, definitely, and their, and and how they started, how the it's founders a great story. paid, what, uh, about $500 for about 300 chairs and yeah. started out of auction houses, just, you know, renting those for like 10 cents per chair, and I think, I think it grew from there. That was back in the mid-50s, I think. It was. It was back in the mid-50s. And I think his goal, I think he said he dreamed about doing a million dollars, you know. And uh, right. what are they? I think they're on that billion-dollar mark, right. you know. So it's right. just it's such an inspirational story. I like their training program as well. Um, Todd mentioned that prospective franchisee spends several days in a store where they'll spend a day working in on the front end, and then the next day right. they'll spend working on the back end, and then they get to kind of like shadow a manager. You know, and I think that can help them make a better decision as far as whether an Aaron's franchise is for them or not, you know, by actually, you know, working in it. So yeah, it's a great idea. You'll, really you'll, you'll, you'll know uh, when you start out in business, you've been, th- you know, you've been through it a little bit. You know what's going on. It's not a shock factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was a great show. And he, yeah. he did a fantastic job. So we're going to have to have him back. Um, I know we have some great show today and a couple uh, great shows scheduled over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and like, like we said, today it's Badass Coffee Company of Hawaii, which is headquartered, Marty, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. It's a premier franchise for an existing and rapidly expanding chain of gourmet coffee stores. 
They start in the beautiful state of Hawaii, which I've never been to. I want to get there one day. Maybe okay. My sister's been there, actually, so uh, yeah. she actually went to school there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They, they, they've grown to over 45 stores uh, and hometowns and popular tourist destinations throughout the Hawaiian Islands and North America. Their store locations are designed exclusively for fun, excitement, with a laid-back, live, aloha lifestyle in mind. So, uh, I mean, I think people listening, hearing that, I think everybody wants to go to a place like that. Absolutely. Yeah. On May 24th, meeting with Kevin Hine, we've been speaking and mentioning on a few shows now that he's going to be on, and he's with the law firm of out of Denver of Snell and Wilmer, and he's one of the top franchise attorneys in the country. He so is. we'll be speaking with him next week. That's a show you don't want to miss. Definitely. May 31, we're meeting with uh, a franchise called Becoming Mom Pregnancy Spa and Imaging. That's interesting, huh? Interesting yeah, concept. Uh, if you're pregnant... You are experiencing changes, both physical and emotional. Some will last through your entire pregnancy. Some will change as the months go by with each trimester. And, you know, your wife now is pregnant. That's I've been right. through all this a few years ago, so we know. Right, so you and I are going to be able to appreciate uh, their right. service <laughs> from experience. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. You they know? specialize in meeting the unique and ever-changing needs of the pregnancy. So uh, that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. And, uh should be, of course, be another interesting show. Absolutely. You know, it's, I knew you had an interesting article, Don, on how franchising has evolved over the last 30 years. And, uh, you know, we've had some great guests, you know, over the last, you know, and I think today is our 25th show, but um, we had guests like Jim Cohen, um, Joe Matthews, Nick Bibby, who told us stories on what franchising was like prior to 1979 when they came out with the famous franchise rule from the um, FTC. Um, and then afterwards, you know, but a lot of people don't know it, but franchising actually got its start in the mid-1800s. Um, listen to this. This is a little quick history lesson. In the 1840s in Germany, certain major ale brewers granted franchises to certain taverns, giving those taverns the exclusive right to sell their ale. This was the beginning of the concept of franchising as we know it today. In 1851, the Singer Sewing Machine Company, your mom may have had a Singer Sewing Machine, I know mine did growing yes, up, right. um, began granting distribution franchises for their sewing machines. Singer had written franchise contracts, which were the forerunners of modern franchise agreements. In the 1880s, cities began to grant monopoly franchises to streetcar companies and utilities for water, uh, sewage, gas, and later electricity. You know, and then <clears throat> come the 1950s, I mean, that's really when, you know, franchising changed, when we had Ray Kroc, you know, uh, uh, Discover McDonald's, and, you know, your KFCs right. with Colonel Sanders, so that kind of also changed the face of franchising. But it's really been a concept that's been around for quite a long time. You know, it has a very, very long history. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, when you mentioned this article, Don, um, which was in Entrepreneur, I, I thought... They brought up a lot of interesting stats and points. Um, right. What is yeah, 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 it's called What a Ride. Right. Like you said, Entrepreneur Magazine, May issue, written by David Kaufman. Uh, take a look at how franchising has evolved over the past 30 years. Says Marty, as a leading franchise attorney and a renowned franchising expert for more than three decades, David Kaufman has been witness to a multitude of changes in the marketplace from the uh, maturing of franchise or franchisee relationships to the booming of household name franchises. Here he provides his insight perspective on how franchising has changed life as we know it. What a different world both franchising and entrepreneur were encountering when this now indispensable magazine debuted in 77. In fact, my kids can't figure out how any of us even functioned back then. There were no personal com- <laughs> yeah, it's something, isn't it? It's so, so true. There were no personal computers, email, or cell phones. 
FedEx was just a startup, uh, and we lawyers were still banging out documents on electric typewriters. That's right. Saturday Night Fever and Rocky were the hit movies of the year. President <laughs> Carter took the oath of office. And my beloved New York Yankees won their first World Series following a 15-year drought. That's, That's right. That's why I'm mainly bringing up this article. I'm also a Yankee fan. That's right. <laughs> you have to get that in there. <laughs> you may not have recognized franchising back then either. McDonald's signs still boasted of serving millions, not billions. That's right. Jiffy Lube, they wouldn't come on the scene for another two years. Jim Burry, still a year away from franchising. Sylvan Learning Centers, three years away from the launch of its first franchise. Wow. Since 77, franchising has been defying a law of both physics and business cycles, that what goes up must come down. Franchising kept accelerating upward over the past 30 years, dominating certain industries entirely, such as guest lodging, real estate brokerages, quick-serve restaurants, and convenience stores, while propelling itself to the forefront of not only the American economy, but more and more the global economy as well. Yeah, and that's interesting, Don, that, that you mentioned that, you know, because I'm curious how many industries were actually franchising back in the 70s compared to where we're at today, where I believe we're up to like about, it's like 80 right, industries right over 80, today, yeah. you know, so it's just uh, incredible the changes that have taken place in, you know, really a pretty short period of time if you think about it. I mean, 30 years is not a, a long time. Exactly, yeah, it's a good point. So according to the SBA in 77, franchise networks, Total sales were approximately $250 billion, representing just over 30% of retail sales in the U.S. Back then, according to the SBA, approximately 450,000 franchise network units, that is both company-owned and franchise, collectively employed slightly over 4 million people. So that was $250 billion back in 77. That's right. 30%. Today, according to the U.S. General Accounting Office, franchise networks account for more than $1 trillion in annual U.S. retail sales, right. an astonishing 50 50% of all retail sales nationwide. Uh, indeed, a recent study conducted for the International Franchise Association Educational Foundation indicates that in 2001, and that's the latest year, Marty, for which statistics are available, right. there were more than 767,000 franchise network establishments in the U.S. employing nearly 10 million workers. Right, that's in the U.S. alone. That's incredible. Right. You know, and I think that's a stat we... Uh, even have uh, I know I think you have it on your website, Don. I know um, I have it on franchiseinterviews.com. So, uh, very famous stat. Right. Yeah. It says the next frontier. How, how to account for for franchising uh, explosive growth? The first factor is an element that was virtually non-existent when entrepreneurs first published in '77, and that's the globalization of American franchise networks. The International Franchise Association notes that over the past decade, almost half of all units established by U.S. franchisors were situated outside the country. Mm. Approximately 500 U.S. franchise networks have a global presence. Intercontinental Hotels Group, the franchisor of Crown Plaza, Holiday Inns, and Intercontinental Hotels, among other brands, has hotels in nearly 100 countries. It's amazing. That's incredible. For 100 countries. 7-Eleven has more than 20,000 franchises outside the U.S. It's amazing. Over 20 grand. Yum Brands, who we know as A&W, KFC, Long John Silver's, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, that's all part of the Yum Brands group, they have more than 8,000 foreign franchises and opens an average of three restaurants each day outside the U.S. That's incredible, isn't it? I mean, even like uh, McDonald's, Don, I think they're up to about 32,000 restaurants. I think for the first time they have more uh, restaurants internationally than they do domestically, you know, here in the U.S. So, right. I mean, it's just, you know, other countries embrace 
uh, you know, this is the way to embrace American culture. You know, right. it's uh, is, is through franchising. You know, I know sometimes in um, when you go to Japan, Don, this, this you might find this interesting. Um, the Japanese people they'll have like a statue of Colonel Sanders. They'll actually take pictures with Colonel Sanders. You know, the statue. You know, like it's right. it's, it's, it's it's a big thing. You know? right, it really right. is. It's it's, it's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. Something. That's interesting. So remember, we're talking about now the, the next frontier, the future right. of franchising. The first one is the globalization. The second element represents the cornerstone of franchising. It says Americans and increasingly citizens of the world love recognized brands. And that's what you were just talking about. Absolutely. You know, that recognized brand is what's really uh, propelling franchising nationwide. Uh, they want the known quality associated with those brands. They want the reputations associated with the brands. They want the uniformity associated with the brands as well. And in franchising, that is what's delivered, the uniformity and predictability the public demands. McDonald's Big Macs taste the same in Maine as it does in California. The restaurants look the same in Arkansas as they do in Ohio or Tokyo, for that matter. Mm, interesting. Uh, did you read ahead? I mean, how would you know about Tokyo and Japan here? Oh, it's just through, <laughs> you know, just through common knowledge, I guess. Well, it's interesting. You know, I mean, even, even our guest today, you know, Harold uh, of, of Badass Coffee, I think those guys are already in Japan. Um, you know, I mean, so it is. It's just incredible how uh, you know the, the, the different countries embrace. Um, you know, and and I know that some, you know, like a franchise like McDonald's, I know they did run into some problems when they expanded um, internationally. Uh, Don, you know, right. I mean, we could save that for another show. But uh, I mean, like quick example, I think um, uh, the guys from Chicago they had to fly to Russia and teach the farmers how to plant a potato. You know, right. could you imagine that? I mean. Uh, um, so you know, there, there's, there's, it, it's not easy to expand internationally, but um, right. uh, they certainly do embrace it. That's for sure. Yeah, we've talked about it. I guess sometimes that franchisor has to adapt to that particular country, like in Israel. I think Israel. We talked about there. Israel was another country. Yeah, I mean, there, there's hundreds of stories. We, we, we could do about ten shows mm-hmm. on the topic. You know, I mean, it's just it really is fascinating. Right. Right. Uh, also, it says for franchisor and franchisees alike, the franchise platform works in enormously successful fashion. Franchisors are able to engage in rapid network expansion and market penetration in a fraction of the time it would take to establish company-owned units. And franchisees, in turn, are given that name recognition, uh, systems of operation, advertising programs, know-how, and with other franchisees, collective buying power that would otherwise prove either un- unobtainable or obtainable only over a period of many decades in which a massive economic resources would have to be expanded. So, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, going on, in the next segment of the article talks about law and order. It says here, franchising's remarkable growth and success over the past 30 years owes much to federal and state franchise laws and regulations uh, and the enlightened individuals who enforce them. Many folks forget that by the late 60s and 70s, the words franchise and fraud had almost become synonymous. That's right. Yeah, I think we, and we spoke about that too, Don. You know, I mean, that's right. how that um, uh, the franchise rule came out in 1979, which was uh, enforced by the uh, FTC, which was really, you know, and, and I've mentioned this on several shows, best thing that's ever happened to franchising and probably just business in general. You know, right, right. Um, so I think what we'll do here, Don, is uh, we'll take a we'll take a quick break, and uh, right. I know Harold is uh, here in the studio, so. Um, We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
create a rewarding future for you and your family as an Aaron's sales and lease ownership franchisee. Aaron's is changing the way a growing and underserved market acquires necessities like furniture, appliances, electronics, and computers. The Aaron's franchise opportunity offers today's entrepreneurs you potential for profits and growth. Aaron's sales and lease ownership is a division of Aaron's Rents Incorporated, a New York Stock Exchange listed company with more than 50 years of enviable results. Aaron's is ranked number one in its category by Entrepreneur Magazine and 58th among franchise chains in worldwide sales by Franchise Times magazine. Aaron's provides site selection assistance, comprehensive training, and traffic building marketing programs. Additionally, as a franchisee, you'll benefit from their national reputation, industry experience, operating systems, and manufacturing and distribution methods. For more information on the Aaron's franchise opportunity, call 1-800-551-6015. That's 1-800-551-6015. Or go to Aaron's. AaronsFranchise.com. That's double A R O N S Franchise.com. Ready for a great tasting dessert that's much better for you and your kids? Try the Miami Rice Pudding Company. Miami Rice Pudding Company offers over 35 flavors of rice pudding delivered in cups or cones with a customer's choice of toppings. This unbelievable franchise opportunity is introducing this great dessert concept to the malls, airports, art shows, and similar venues in your market. Miami Rice Pudding's goal is to help franchisees bring the healthy joy of flavored rice pudding to the world. Join our franchise system and open in your market with a low investment and operate both the fixed location and mobile units. Our system requires minimal food preparation and our pudding has a long shelf life. Mall chains are eager for us to expand to their locations because we're unique, competitive, nutritious, and a fun concept. Call us today, toll free at 1-866-6-EAT-RICE. That's 1-866-6-EAT-RICE. Or go to our website at MiamiRicePudding.com. That's MiamiRicePudding.com. Tap into a $41 billion a year industry with garlic gyms. Did you know Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza every single day or about 350 slices per second? Garlic Gyms has spent years looking high and low for a higher quality pizza that is delivered quick enough so that you're still hungry when it arrives. Garlic Gyms makes the most delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provides excellent and fast service to your door. Garlic Gyms has perfected the science of prompt pizza delivery by learning and experimenting. The exciting twist to this is great pizza. Never again will you have to choose between great pizza and great service. Are you interested in owning a Garlic Gyms? We're currently accepting applications to participate in our exciting world of gourmet pizza delivery and carryout. Talk to us and find out how we sold nearly 100 franchises in six states in our first two and a half years of operation. To get started right away, go to www.garlicgyms.com. That's www.garlicgyms.com. Or call us, 425-918-1900. That's 425-918-1900. Garlic Gyms. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, 
Dial 001-858-268-3068. Today's interview is Asking the Entrepreneur Wounds One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And today's show is being brought to you by the Aaron Sales and Lease Ownership Franchise Opportunity. And Aaron's is a New York Stock Exchange listed company and ranked number 58 among franchise chains in worldwide sales. Aaron's is reinventing the way a growing and underserved market acquires furniture, electronics, appliance, and computers. Now's a great time to join the Aaron's franchise family. And today's guest is Harold Hill, who's the president of the franchise opportunity Badass Coffee. And Badass Coffee is the premier franchise for an existing and rapidly expanding chain of gourmet coffee stores. They had their start in the beautiful state of Hawaii and have grown to over 45 stores in hometowns and popular tourist destinations throughout the Hawaiian Islands, North America, and I think Japan as well. Uh, good morning, Harold. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you very much. Thanks, Harold. Harold, joining us is, I think you know, uh, my co-host, Don Johnson. I know you, know you wanted to say hi. Uh, hi, Don. How are you? Good, good. How about yourself? Appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, uh, Marty and I are real impressed with your franchise. And uh, it, was, it was nice seeing you at the, at the franchise show recently as well. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Harold, I want to thank you again for coming on the show today and, you know, congratulate you on the success of Badass Coffee. Um, I got to try your coffee in D.C., you know, as Don was mentioning, and uh, it was just totally out of this world. So that's why we're so excited to have you on the show today. Well, coffee uh, is an interesting industry, and it's like any other industry. It uh, it has its high-quality coffees, and, of course, it has the lower-grade coffees also, and we have chosen to use the higher premium copies in our franchise system. And you can taste the difference, that's for sure. Uh, it's, there's no question that I enjoy it also, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have this thing for Kona coffee, which, of course, is the only American-grown world-class coffee, right. and one that we carry extensively and brew in each one of our stores. So, Absolutely. How can you tell totally me where you're calling from today? We're calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, that's great. And which is where your headquarters is actually at. <clears throat> yes, we moved the company out of Hawaii in 2000 when we started franchising. That's right. That's it. The, trying to do business on the islands at that distance is extremely difficult. However, it is our homeland, and right. <laughs> I, for one, miss it. So I imagine. <laughs> uh, geez, how, what were you doing before joining Badass Coffee? Well, I actually was kind of a uh, multi-person. <clears throat> I was uh, a consultant um, and in the real estate industry and also was in the restaurant business. Oh, interesting. And I got involved in Badass Coffee originally as a consultant in the restaurant industry, uh, going over to Hawaii to... that At that time, there were, they weren't franchising. Right. And there was approximately 14 units over there. And they were all owned by the chairman of the board now, Michael Blanzich. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, when those units were there, we were trying to get a handle on what badass was because it was in a growth stage in those days. Right, right. So um, anyway, it's been an interesting uh, ride, I think. I can imagine. I bet you that experience, though, you know, is <clears throat> kind of it helps you in what you're doing today, too. You know, yes, absolutely. That's something. Can you describe the history of the organization? Badass <laughs> Coffee was started, believe it or not, with a single unit, like all franchises, in a kind of a remote area on the Big Island. Um, actually, the first store was in Kealakekua, which is up by the Captain Cook Monument, mm-hmm. uh, in 1989. 
and the store just was carried forward for approximately till 1995, and then they started branching out with other stores on the other islands, right? Uh, Oahu and Maui. And it, today, they're still on the islands. Uh, let's see, we have 11 stores on the islands, on three different islands, Maui, Oahu, and the Big Island. That's something. And uh, your website's very nice, by the way, and I was looking at the number of different locations you have throughout Hawaii around the U.S., and you know, maybe you can talk about it. I'm going to wait till later on, but in, uh, you know, the name of the franchise is so interesting, and there's kind of a story behind that with the legend. You, maybe you can talk about that a little bit, Harold? Well, the legend is of the donkeys, the badass ones, who carried the coffee up and down the mountains, um, and the bellowing donkeys were, con- were referred to as the badass ones. Right. So our legend is of those donkeys, and um, it's still there. I mean, if you've been to the Big Island, when you go out toward um, with the northern end of the island, they still have signs that are for the wild donkeys. They, uh, they say donkey crossing. On. Donkey crossing, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting scenario. We actually have those signs for sale in our stores. <laughs> but uh, it's a true scenario, and, and the donkeys are still there. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I love how you tied in the history into the name, and it's a name so unique. And the name is unique, and it does take some amount of explanation. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe, Harold, the Badass Coffee franchise system? We are a growing, full-service coffee scenario, very similar to, well, we're doing exactly the same things as Starbucks is doing or Dunkin' Donuts or any of the large ones. Um, We're trying to make our path into this industry uh, using a different format than others have used. Our decor package, of course, is off of the islands. Our name, of course, is interesting, and our product mix is is very high level. We only use coffees off of the uh, islands or with the same profiles. Absolutely. So it's it's been a it's been a real interesting scenario for us to grow the company to where it is today. That's interesting. When I was reading about you guys, Harold, I, I, I noticed that you guys are tremendously relationship driven with your franchisees and you know also your customers. You know, I was very impressed with that. Well, I think that coffee is a not not that all other industries are not customer based, but the coffee industry is one where people do it every single day. Right. Normally, you you choose a coffee shop. That's where you go each morning or each afternoon to get a specific drink that is uh, either gets you going in the morning or or relieves. Um, pressure for in the afternoons so you know it's it's really customer driven more so than some of the other industries like sandwiches or hamburgers where you're really seeing that repeat customer almost minimum once a day and hopefully right. twice or three times a day absolutely it's become like a habit so you can say harold yes it has and it's that's why it's so customer driven even more so than the other industries Absolutely, and that's done through the, um, I was reading the uh, the Aloha Spirit. Um, 
Harold, which I know there's a, there's a story behind that as well. My sister actually uh, went to school in Hawaii, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know. She understands it then. The aloha spirit is something that comes from the Hawaiian Islands and, of course, comes from the original natives of the islands. And right. it's actually a way of life. It's a way of feeling and believing on a daily basis. Um, it's, it's not that it's a new scenario. It's just a, a very loving, peaceful uh, existence that we try to purport through our restaurants and, and also with the people that are franchisees and their employees. And, of course, everybody in the company totally believes in that, and, and we really go to great lengths to try and um, push that forward in the franchise. Yeah, and I think that's that's a nice <clears throat> that's a nice need to satisfy Harold, especially in today's world where things have just become so stressful and fast paced, you know. So it's 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 a nice getaway and I and I understand that you guys create that atmosphere um, you know, in your stores as well. We do. All our our entire decor package is was created by Landmine Productions and they they actually design each store individually and build each store. And it has a takeoff of the Hawaiian Islands. Hopefully people see that or feel that when they walk in. We work very hard to try and um, have that feeling when you come into the store. We have palm trees. The walls are painted like a sunset. Um, We have lanais, which are uh, hopefully people can act like they're on a patio. Most stores have a waterfall in them that's depictive of Hawaii. So uh, we've, we've really worked hard to try and get that feeling out, and it's very difficult when you're dealing with a store to make sure you get that feeling. Right. It's a real calm, soothing feeling. You combine that with a quality product, and it's you know, no wonder why Badass is having success. Well, we hope that the customer feels that. We work hard to have that happen, and we hope that they do. Right. Yeah. You know, Harold, I've seen your industry grow so much recently. You know, myself in financing, we've done loans for over 20 different coffee franchises. And uh, so we know the industry is you know, is growing tremendously. But talk a little bit how big your industry is in general. Well, I'm sure you realize coffee is the second largest commodity in the world. It's only second to oil. Right. And uh, the industry, for the most part, is relatively infant still in the gourmet side of it. Right. The gourmet industry only comprises a proc- well, the last time I read the statistics, they were around 13 or 14 percent, which is a very, very small segment. Eighty-five percent of the coffee that's being consumed today is still being consumed at the home level. So the industry in reality is enormous and still has, I know it seems like there's a coffee shop on every corner, and uh, I was listening to you guys before the, uh, we came on the program about how huge McDonald's and, and some of these other companies are. And, of course, that's the same in this industry. There's always one that blazes the trail, and we're always thankful for that. But the industry still is in its infant stage. And you're right about the people in the other countries they are we get calls continually to put our coffee shops in other countries it's just very difficult to do that absolutely you probably saw a lot of that at the show yes uh, i did the franchise show international probably have, still have a lot of international uh, we have a lot of international situations that we're working on right now of course we are in japan um, we are putting we have one store in yokohama 
and we have two new stores being built as we're speaking, a new one in Yokohama City and one in Tokyo. So we're very excited to have those stores take um, place, and hopefully it will spur more international contacts for us. Right, great. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of success with that, Harold. Well, it's it's there's you know the the American market is flooded really with all of the franchises, and the other countries are really begging to get more American franchises brought over. It's just it's very difficult for franchisors like ourselves to try and do other countries just by virtue of the distance, the language uh, barriers, et cetera, et cetera. I mean. You might have to move your headquarters again, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know which country I'd move them to because you're, we have them. Uh, they're looking at us anywhere from Russia and England um, over into China. So um, it's, I expect the next time it's we exciting, speak, but it's also very difficult. Uh, yes, I'd like you to know at least four or five languages by the next time we speak. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, it's interesting for when we go to Japan, we have to have interpreters. When they come here, when we go there, we actually have to have an interpreter come along with us. That's incredible. That has to be interesting for you, Howard. Yeah, it is, and it and it takes twice the amount of time to do anything. Right. Because of, of you have to talk, they have to talk, and then it's it's but it's all it's also fun. Our Japanese group are extremely nice people and uh, have just really fallen uh, into line with Badass. Uh, we're just so excited about it. Yeah, right. yeah, it must be a good feeling seeing just the excitement from the fall. Oh, it is. I can fun. tell you, too, I've been to Japan now twice, and to watch this thing develop um, and come to fruition is just exciting. It's just We're just so happy about it. That's so great. And Kona Coffee, Harold, I mean, <clears throat> is, is, is very high-quality coffee, right? I mean, I understand, like, if you were to sell it, like, on the retail market, it would go for, like, $40, $50 a pound. It's about $45 a pound right now, and, of course, because it is a commodity and because it, it's only grown on a two-mile by 20-mile stretch on the island. It's only grown on the big island. It's the only American-grown world-class coffee. Of course, all of the... American-grown coffees are grown on the islands anyway. Right. So you can buy coffees with similar profiles off of the uh, other Oahu and Maui, which we do. We buy as much Hawaiian coffee, American-grown coffee, as possible. That's something. And most of our uh, most of our coffee comes from there. Once in a while, if you know the islands run low, which right. happens, right. Then we're forced into uh, getting other coffees, but for the most part, all of our coffees are Hawaiian or American grown. That's something. What's been the most interesting thing that's happened to you, Harold, since starting Badass Coffee? It sounds like there's been a lot of stories, but if you can narrow it down to one, what would you say? Um, I think the most interesting thing is to see how the name is accepted in communities. That's interesting. Once they realize what the story is about. You know, I have a little story about that, Harold, because you know I'm in financing, and uh, we've been able to finance some of your franchisees. I remember speaking to one particular lender, saying, hey, I'm about to send you a badass coffee loan. <laughs> I said, hey, what's wrong with you today, Don? What the, what the heck's going on? I'm like, no, that's the name of the franchise. It's, it's, a, it's a great, you know, growing franchise. They, they, they didn't believe me that was the name. They're like, what kind of a name is that? I say, well, check out their site. Check out the story. That was kind of funny. They, they thought I was, you know, 
I, I like to kid around sometimes. I thought I was up to my old tricks again. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no question that the name brings on a huge amount of controversy and always sparks uh, a great amount of conversation. Absolutely. And I think that's the exciting part about it is on any given daily basis, we are talking with someone normally about not just the name, but the name is a major part of it, but the entire scenario. Our our logo is extremely colorful and a, and a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. And our stores are the same way. And the fact that we come from the islands and serve such high-quality coffee, it kind of rounds out the entire franchise. Yeah, we love the uniqueness of everything. It's great. Yeah, it's the whole thing is unique, and I think that I I hate to I know you might be looking for a specific thing, but I think badass coffee as a whole is an exciting thing, and that's what creates it for me. That's it okay. keeps my interest level up. It keeps the excitement going. Right. And it's always been fun. I can tell you, since I've been involved in it, which has been approximately eleven years now, um, I have not had a dull day. That's incredible. And people will see that, of course, how you're speaking to them. Oh, yeah. They see all the excitement in discussing the frame. I mean, that's going to rub off on the people you're... You know, Absolutely. It does all the time. And it's yeah. thoroughly enjoyable, not just for myself, but for the entire staff that works for Badass, which um, some of our people have come from Hawaii with us. Other people have been put on board here. And they're all in the same vein that I am. I mean, it's an exciting, not only an exciting industry, but just our side of the industry has been not just gratifying, but also very exciting. That's a good point you brought up. you got to have a strong staff. Right, and believe me, I do. I can tell you that Badass Coffee cannot do what it's doing without the excellent staff that we have. Right. They're committed. They're excited. They work extremely hard. Uh, helping us build this company, and I could tell you I couldn't do it without them. Well, it all starts from up at the top. You yeah, know, so. it's it's a it's an interesting scenario, but we have been very lucky in finding all of our people have been with us. Um, they're excited about what they're doing. They love to be out in the field with the franchisees, and it it just makes life much easier in this industry. All, you know, going back to the franchise show again, everybody I see was very excited to be getting. I know you're giving out free samples, free coffee, but you know, everybody we gave away about 2,500 cups of coffee at the DC show. Wow, fantastic! Yeah, it, it's, it was exciting for us because we were anxious to do that, and uh, since that show, we've signed up for four more in other areas, other parts of right. the country, in hopes that, of course, um, we get the same. Uh, excitement that we had at the D.C. show. Absolutely. Harold, are you able to stick around for another segment? Sure. That's fantastic. Okay, so what we'll do here is we'll take another quick break, okay. and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Oh, good day, mate. Want to explore owning your own business? Yearn for the adventure of being the first in a new concept? Oh, you'll go positively ape over a Jungle Quest franchise. Beyond bouncing balls and inflatables, it's an indoor rock climbing and challenge course for kids. For ages 2 to 12, the center features zip lines, Burma bridges, swings, rock walls, tree houses, and tunnels. 
For 12 years, Jungle Quest has served 30,000 explorers with drop-ins and birthday parties, field trips, and camps. Now available as a franchise. Go to JungleQuest.net for more information. That's JungleQuest.net. Create a rewarding future for you and your family as an Aaron's sales and lease ownership franchisee. Aaron's is changing the way a growing and underserved market acquires necessities like furniture, appliances, electronics, and computers. The Aaron's franchise opportunity offers today's entrepreneurs you potential for profits and growth. Aaron's Sales and Lease Ownership is a division of Aaron's Rents Incorporated, a New York Stock Exchange listed company with more than 50 years of enviable results. Aaron's is ranked number one in its category by Entrepreneur Magazine and 58th among franchise chains and worldwide sales by Franchise Times Magazine. Aaron's provides site selection assistance, comprehensive training, and traffic building marketing programs. Additionally, as a franchisee, you'll benefit from their national reputation, industry experience, operating systems, and manufacturing and distribution methods. For more information on the Aaron's franchise opportunity, call 1-800-551-6015. That's 1-800-551-6015. Or go to Aaron's. AaronsFranchise.com. That's double A R O N S Franchise.com. Tap into a $41 billion a year industry with Garlic Gyms. Did you know Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza every single day or about 350 slices per second? Garlic Gyms has spent years looking high and low for a higher quality pizza that is delivered quick enough so that you're still hungry when it arrives. Garlic Gyms makes the most delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provides excellent and fast service to your door. Garlic Gyms has perfected the science of prompt pizza delivery by learning and experimenting. The exciting twist to this is great pizza. Never again will you have to choose between great pizza and great service. Are you interested in owning a Garlic Gyms? We're currently accepting applications to participate in our exciting world of gourmet pizza delivery and carryout. Talk to us and find out how we sold nearly 100 franchises in six states in our first two and a half years of operation. To get started right away, go to www.garlicgyms.com. That's www.garlicgyms.com. Or call us, 425-918-1900. That's 425-918-1900. Garlic Gyms. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And today's show is being brought to you by Aaron's Sales and Lease Ownership Franchise Opportunity. And Aaron's is a New York Stock Exchange listed company and ranked number 58 among franchise chains and worldwide sales. Aaron's is reinventing the way a growing and underserved market acquires furniture, electronics, appliances,
appliances, and computers. Now's a great time to join the Aaron's Franchise family. And today's guest is Harold Hill, who's the president of the Franchise Opportunity Badass Coffee. And Badass Coffee is the premier franchise for an existing and rapidly expanding chain of gourmet <coughs> coffee stores. And, Don, I think I was up. Um, I wanted to ask Harold what types of characteristics, Harold, make a successful Badass Coffee franchisee. You know, that's an interesting question because the the industry itself, I think, um, is so diverse. Right. What we've noticed is I have now about 55 stores in operation, and each one of the franchisees in each one of those stores has a completely different personality. <laughs> that's something. And I think what really makes a great franchisee is the person that understands that the, by just purchasing a franchise does not necessarily uh, guarantee success. I agree. Success is is awarded once you've worked extremely hard for it. And we're in an industry, of course, where there's a, an enormous amount of uh, um, competition. Right. Competition is good for the industry. But you have to go out and work for it. I agree. Not only do you have to go out and get your customer, then once you have him, you must keep him. And keeping him, of course, is um, another side of the industry. But those that understand that the idea of purchasing a franchise is a beginning, not an ending, that's where we end up with the best franchisees. That's a good point. Right. Um, yeah, Marty and I have talked about that on previous shows. Um, you know, things like following the system and not trying to reinvent the wheel, but simply just realizing that you're going to have to work at it, spend a lot of time. It's not a, not something where it's going to be a turnkey. I own a franchise that guarantees I'll be making money. Right, right. Well, and I think that's a huge pitfall that happens, and we don't try to uh, underestimate that when we sell a franchise. We make it very clear to the potential franchisee that there's a lot of work involved, not just to get it started, but on a continual basis. In fact, I think by the time they come here to train, which is a, a, a seven-day uh, training period, we wear them out completely. <laughs> we... Um, we don't allow them to come and train until they're approximately two weeks from opening so that everything is still fresh on their minds. Right, right. Then we send two representatives to their store uh, two days before and three days after they open to uh, help them get their business up and off the ground. So by the time they get to that stage, they're exhausted. Yeah. So we break them in <laughs> probably the hard way. I sometimes feel sorry for them. <laughs> I mean, I've been through that myself. That's what they're paying for. So you're talking about training. What specifically is involved in your training? Well, we have both classroom and extremely intense behind-the-counter training. So we really go through explaining what coffee is, what the industry is. That would be the classroom-type stuff. Right. Um, Espresso 101, how to make the drinks, et cetera. Then we actually put them behind our, the coffee bar and really give them extensive one-on-one training with customers, preparing drinks, taking orders, ringing things into the register system, teaching them the accounting side of things, uh, customer service. It's very, very extensive, and it's a huge amount of information 
in a very short period of time. It's unfortunate, but that's kind of the way the industry is. That's why we send representatives down to help them open the store, because we realize that just the training here for a week's period of time is not enough to help them get up off the ground. Sounds like a lot of what they're doing training is going to be what a typical day is going to be like as a franchisee. Oh, absolutely. We actually have them come in, uh, open up the store at 5.30 in the morning, and we actually have them close the stores down at 8 or 8.30 at night. That includes mopping the floor, by the way. <laughs> it's it's everything from unlocking the door, preparing the coffee, and getting ready to greet the customer to cleaning it up at night and getting it ready for the next morning. So it's a pretty extensive scenario. That's fantastic. And it sounds like they don't necessarily have to go to corporate headquarters either, Harold, um, to do the training. We can train in other stores, and we do do that. Uh, some t- it depends on what we feel like in each situation. Right. But we have in our agreements the ability to use stores. And actually, when we do that, for instance, if we trained a franchisee in Florida in one of the Florida stores, the Florida store itself gets the opportunity to to retrain while we're training. That's fantastic. So it kind of helps both sides of the situation. Right. I agree. And uh, we do do that. It just depends. We Our training director um, decides what is she feels is what's the best scenario for each person training. The last four trainings we have done all, have all been done here in Salt Lake. So uh, she just makes a decision. And sometimes somebody can flo- from Florida could fly to Texas and train. Right, absolutely. So, you know, we try to keep it interesting. That's something. What about the layout of the store, Harold? I mean, <clears throat> how much space is actually required um, for a badass coffee? Well, naturally, we like to see there's always a space that we feel is the best space, and 1,500 right. square feet seems to work the best for us. Okay. That doesn't mean that we can't go down to 1,000 or we can't go up a little. We don't like to go up because of the cost of rents nowadays, but... Right. Um, if we have to go down a little, we just revise the store. We have a company that does a com- uh, complete layout of the store and design and then actually builds the store itself. So um, as soon as we the franchisee signs the lease, we normally have them send us a CAD of what the store layout, the, just the, the dimensions of the four walls so that we can put together a flow program and then put together, of course, the decor package. That's all done here in Salt Lake. Right, right. It's interesting. What would you say, Howard, are some characteristics of successful entrepreneurs that you've noticed? I, th- I think just the idea of hard work and understanding that that hard work is, uh, because so many people think buying a franchise is just, you just um, buy it and then the money starts flowing. I think they have to understand that it takes a huge amount of work. You've got to be up every day thinking of ways to get customers in, thinking of ways to keep the customer happy once they're in the store. Right. And it's, you know, I think as long as they have that characteristic, as long as they understand it, and it helps if you kind of give them that program before they get into the system because once they're in it, of course, if they have thought it's another way, it could be dangerous. Absolutely. 
But we've been very lucky. We have a great group of franchisees. Most of our franchisees are just spectacular, and uh, they listen to what we tell them, and they do exactly what we tell them. And And that's important. And it's created success for us, I think. Right, having strong franchisees, that's the the goal. That's the whole thing. Actually, our commodity is the franchisee. Right. Yeah. And so we're very, very protective of them, and we really try to go to great ends to be um, to help them through any crisis that's out there. I, actually, myself and my entire staff are available 24 hours a day. That's great. Fantastic. I'm just going to ask you real quick, Harold, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but what's Badass Coffee's plans for the future? Boy, we, uh, we're looking to expand naturally like any other franchise is anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. Yeah. Where it, where we can do the right job. The most important thing for us is doing it right the first time. And we are willing to take whatever time that takes to do that. So we don't necessarily say to ourselves, gee, we're going to try and build 100 stores next year or here's where we want to be. What we're more interested in is is making sure that each time we take a step into the future, that step is done correctly, the right way. Uh, being protective of the franchisee and also of our our system completely. So we're anxious to grow and uh, want to do that. We just want to make sure we do it the right way. So right. successful growth, yeah, absolutely yes, successful. Yeah, you don't want to get too big too fast, Harold. No, it like and we're not we're not trying to do that. And actually, we don't feel like we we've done that so far. Right, no, that's great. How we have about thirty seconds. What's the best way for someone to get more information on Badass Coffee? We have, like you said in the beginning, we have a very interesting website. We do. The best way for a potential franchisee or someone who just has an interest in seeing who we are, even as a customer, our uh, website is badasscoffee.com. That's great. Uh, all about our company is on there. All of our f- original or initial franchising information is on our website. Our, you can actually, we have an e-commerce website, so you can purchase off the website. I saw that, yeah. Either, either through a store in your area or directly through our warehouses. We have a warehouse in Pensacola, Florida. We have one in Maui, Hawaii, and we have one in Salt Lake City. So getting product or seeing what we're like, even though there may not be a franchisee in the area, is, is relatively simple. That's fantastic. Now, on the site, of course, you can... Read all about the legend and the donkeys. Absolutely. Yes, and that is on the website also. That's right. fantastic. Well, Harold, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. You've been a fantastic guest, and uh, we're going to definitely have to have you back. Well, I appreciate it, and I'd love to be back. Thank you both very much. Thanks, Harold. You have a thank great you. day today. Okay, thanks, care, thanks guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fantastic. Another fantastic show, huh, Don? Yeah, I mean, nice guy, interesting franchise. I really like everything about this franchise, and I like how they're coaching so do I. Yeah, I mean, slow, just, slow, successful, sustained growth. They really support their franchisees. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I can't wait for them to come out here. <laughs> I think they'd be yeah. huge out in the Northeast, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, I could certainly see them going head-to-head with Starbucks or anyone else, you know. It's just... Uh, yeah, they're so I, unique, yeah. They are. That's what it is. They're unique, you know. It's, it's a fantastic concept, so right. another great show. So you did a good job today, Don. I want to thank you again. And, yeah, thank uh, you, Marty. You know, go to FranchiseInterviews.com, and you can actually hear some of our interviews. And, uh, you know, if you're listening for the first time, subscribe to our newsletter on FranchiseInterviews.com. And uh, 
we got got another great show next week. We got Mr. Kevin Hine next week, who's very knowledgeable. So right, looking forward, forward to that. that. Yeah. So you have a great day, Don, and I'll see you next week. Okay, take care. Thanks, Don. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. The number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio.